Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, May 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, only a handful of women are in ownership and coaching positions in professional sports. One St. Louis woman is determined to change that by providing opportunities. You're seeing it happen now at the collegiate and professional level. I'm getting more women opportunities uh, to train and prepare at a high Division One professional level. We will meet St. Louis Surge women's basketball team owner Kalia Collier. But first, the news. Missouri senators have sent a major economic development package to Governor Mike Parson. It includes incentives to expand the Wentzville General Motors plant. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, the move came after a filibuster of more than 24 hours. Parson sought legislation that offered General Motors up to $50 million in tax credits if the company spent at least $750 million to expand its Wentzville plant. Conservative senators objected to other parts of the bill, including a fund to close major economic development deals. But opponents of the legislation folded on Tuesday night. Senator Bob Onder of Lake St. Louis told his colleagues he wanted to move on to other matters, such as legislation aimed at banning most abortions after a heartbeat and brain activities detected. And we got to a point where we had to look at the fact that our desire to protect innocent human life was leveraged against us. The bill passed 25 to 8, and it now heads to Parsons' desk. In Jefferson City, I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis County Council is looking into an ordinance that could deny pensions for elected officials who commit a felony. The potential legislation would focus on those who are found or plead guilty to a felony while in office. The proposal comes just weeks after former County Executive Steve Stanger pleaded guilty to public corruption charges. Councilman Tim Fitch says the county councilor will be tasked to write the legislation. Whether or not this new ordinance could be seen as something for the future, for future violations, felonies, or it could be applied in this case to Mr. Stanger, we don't know the answer to that. Fitch says the council is still considering whether the legislation should also apply to all county employees. Low pay is the biggest reason teachers in Missouri say they leave the classroom. That's the key takeaway of a survey released at yesterday's state school board meeting. Assistant Education Commissioner Paul Katnick says it involved 6,000 teachers and school administrators. The theme that you seem to, that I seem to hear in there was, I'm not, I don't want to be rich, but what's being asked of me doesn't equal how I'm being valued, and pay is just a piece of that, but there's a real erosion of respect. Missouri public school teachers make an average of about $49,000 a year. State lawmakers can set a minimum salary for teachers and determine some funding, but contracts are negotiated between districts and unions. Women make up just a fraction of professional basketball referees, coaches, and owners. A St. Louis woman is doing her best to change that. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson introduces us to Kalia Collier. 
For Kalia Collier, it's the beginning of a new season. It's Collier's eighth year with the St. Louis Surge, the two-time women's blue-chip basketball league national champions, and the city's only women's professional sports team. She's not a coach or a player. She's the owner and general manager. The other thing, I'm like naturally a coach sometimes, and then I have to remember that I'm not. You might think a team owner would quietly sit courtside and take mental notes about the squad, but Collier makes her presence known on the court at Fontbonne University during tryouts. She's intentional when it comes to the team. Collier requires all 12 search players to hold bachelor's degrees. She incorporates women into leadership roles in her front office and hires women referees to officiate at a professional level. You want women to be able to officiate a high competitive game like this, but then you get a lot of women that don't have the experience. So if you don't have the experience, you don't get hired. But you don't have the experience because you haven't had opportunity. The Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports 2018 NBA Racial and Gender Report Card shows about 14% of NBA referees were women during the 2017-2018 season. That's 18 women out of 117 officials, and many of them were part-time. This season, there were only three active full-time officials who were women. Breaking into the sports industry is really hard because it is... Um, it is predominantly men, it's predominantly white men, and they hire people that look like them, and then it takes a long time. There's not a lot of uh, advancement, especially at front office level. But she doesn't let that discourage her from making her own moves in the industry. And so I always positioned us to be in our own space, um, to where you don't have to just look at what everyone else is doing, and that's how you become innovative. Collier sets up her players for the future by supporting them off the court. Former Surge player Bianca Latham credits Collier for encouraging her to pursue her dreams of becoming a sports psychologist. As the team evolved, um, she definitely has invested in players' personal development. And so she knows what every player's goal is, and she provides resources to foster uh, whatever it is we plan for the future. Collier's competitive spirit is rooted in her love of sports. From taekwondo to golf to BMX bike racing, but basketball was her first love, and business was a family affair. Her friend Neosha Franklin recalls one of Collier's earliest business ventures. Her mother uh, sold, had a fragrance business, but Kalia had like another thing. So she not only was helping her mom sell fragrances, she would also go around the other booths. And so she would purchase things and then bring them to school and try to see if she could get other people to buy them. As the owner of a professional basketball team, Collier's time is limited. She's running operations meetings and finalizing staff and player logistics. And on any given day, she could be found driving from one speaking engagement to the next. I think if I didn't speak as much as I did, I don't know if I would be as engaged because my day-to-day -day is so hard and challenging to where like seeing the opportunity and how excited they get, it is my Disney World. Like it makes me really happy. Another thing that makes Collier happy is taking the surge to the Global Women's Basketball Association. And on top of that, Collier just took on another role as the league's commissioner. The Global Women's Basketball Association is going to be the next parallel league to continue to grow in and to make a name for itself as an, another opportunity for professional women to pursue their careers in athletics in the realm of basketball. And to be able to have a leadership role, a part of the league, I think this is like my dream. The Surge begins their season with a game against the Wisconsin Glow on May 18th. Their home opener on June 8th will be the team's 100th game.
For Sharon America, I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. This report is from Sharing America, a four-station public radio collaborative covering race, identity, and culture. Our Holly Edgel edited that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.